Hello and welcome to another episode of Drama School Dropout. It's episode 60, the last episode of 2021. As per usual, my name is Ingram Noble and I am your resident Drama School Dropout. And this week I am joined by an incredibly talented actress and singer who also happens to be East High's favourite British transfer student. Please welcome to the podcast, Gemma Mackenzie Brown. Drama School Dropout no graduation day for you, drama school dropout. Fucked your whole course, now try something new, drama school dropout. Hello. Hello, how are you? I'm good, I'm good. I had a cheeky day off of uni today, I slept in. Oh, oh nice. <laughs> First time I had to email my lecturer and I was like, hey, I am so sorry. I, my alarms did not go off. <laughs> no way. Where are you at uni? Where do you go? Uh, I am at New College Lanarkshire. Um, so it's a college. Um, I'm doing a BA in acting. Um, and I started off at a prestigious university, like just before the pandemic and okay. dropped out. And oh. um, <laughs> I, I've got a 110% say New College Lanarkshire is 10 times better than the prestigious university that I was going to. Are you going to name the prestigious university? No. Or is it going to... no? no. <laughs> I, I'll tell you, but I'll edit okay. it out. Oh, wow. And you and just didn't like it. Had it. Well, I had a terrible time. I was bullied by a lecturer and um, my mental health rapidly declined. Wow. I live in Glasgow wow. and I had to get the train there every day. That was 18 quid a day. God. It was a fun no, time. Yeah, okay, that's good you got out of there I, I walked the in, point if you're not enjoying in it? the first day after Christmas and I was like hey I joke a lot about having mental breakdowns I'm actually having one so peace mm. out and I never yeah. heard from them ever again <gasps> didn't even check in nope oh my god okay well like my well. friends from uni did hopefully by the time this comes out it'll all be announced that I am working with Students Minds which is a charity based all around student mental health and mm-hmm. now I'm just here to champion other people and because uh, it's very it's such a taboo subject of dropping out I I felt it and I was like I really don't want my mom or my dad to be disappointed I'm the first in my family that's going to have a degree yeah and I didn't want anyone to be disappointed in me I didn't want I was majorly disappointed in myself because I wasn't being given the dream of uni yeah and it's but big I will 110% say the best thing that I ever done was drop out yeah and so many people are afraid to do that and the fact you did is massive as soon as you actually say those words I felt a massive weight come off of my shoulder and I think I was very I'm in a very weird position where I was very lucky that a global pandemic happened right okay yeah because I was in a very really bad state and then two months after I dropped out we were in a global pandemic and I wasn't expected to be going out and trying to do things and where it was really affecting my anxiety and things. So I think I'm really lucky in the sense of, and don't get me wrong, I know that it's been a really shitty couple of years for hundreds of millions of people. Um, And that's not lost on me. I'm double vaccinated and I do everything that I can to sort of stay safe and everything. But I was very lucky that I was given time to just work on myself. Yeah, it's been yeah, important timing. Life is about timing, I believe. And I feel like if that's happened, especially if you've gone back now and you're in a different place, well, mentally, but also yeah. in a physically different place and it's working out. Oh, I've found myself even like now at New College Lanarkshire, the lecturers are absolutely stellar. 
I am now finding myself, whereas before I was sort of like, let's just learn this monologue and get up and just say it. And now I'm like, who can I substitute? Who am I actually speaking to? Who do I, like I'm finding myself using actual techniques because I'm not scared of being told that it's shit. Oh my God, yeah. And that, I mean, that's the worst thing for any actor, isn't it? Being, well, actors think they're going to be judged all the time and that voice doesn't really go away. But Mm. if you've got absolutely no freedom at all, it's scary enough as it is making choices, doing monologues. Um, (laughs) Same, same. Reminds me of my Lambda exams from school. A bit bit um, of Shakespeare. Oh God, honestly, (laughs) the stress, your stress. But the fact, yeah, if you didn't even make, if we weren't even made comfortable to do that in oh, a learning environment, it, it was like really, it was really horrible. And um, one of my main goals now is I, I want to be working, other than professionally in the industry, I want to work with facilitators who teach because drama schools that I because I just call everything a drama school under the umbrella term I'm not yeah. really a drama school dropout I'm a uni dropout but uni dropout and drama school dropout yeah yeah I know what you mean <laughs> so one sounds Sound better than the other it's a different crowd I think so. <laughs> um they need to be safe spaces for people to feel like they can fail at things because mm-hmm. we all do eventually even yeah. me like I think that I'm the the dog's bollocks like I think I'm great but I do fuck up sometimes. I do make wrong choices. And everywhere that teaches actors to act needs to be a safe space. And the prestigious university that I went to wasn't. And it's always fun and games. Mm. Well, yeah, it's true. Maybe it's stuck. I mean, it's been around for a long time. Is it not moving forward with the times? I don't know. Are other unis like that? I wonder if other, you know, unis that have such high esteem have the same kind of, this has worked for X amount of years and will continue to do it rather than opening their eyes to what's going on around. Do you know what? I'm locked in my um, degree now. I, I don't have to find a new drama school, so I'll say it. The older lecturers, so the people that are older that I've had teach me yeah. are the worst lecturers I've ever had. The people that are younger than 50, 45 are fucking exceptional. Mm-hmm. And that's just in my experience. Got to point yeah. that out. I'm not being aged. Yeah. But every lecturer that I've had that was over the age of 45, 50 is set in a mindset from when they were first professionally acting. And that's not the scene anymore. And the world has changed probably since then as well, yeah. if they were getting into acting in their 20s, mm. especially, well, especially she, with the women, and if it was women or men. But... Yeah, but it was a woman. She was a cunt. Yeah. Can't stand her. <laughs> if I didn't think she would sue me, I would tell her to go fuck herself on this podcast every oh, week. God. Yeah, um, let's not have any court cases. The world is stressful enough right now. Um, like, here's a story just to tell you. I asked about getting on Spotlight to this person. Right. She said, there's no point in going on Spotlight. It's useless. I never had Spotlight when I was younger. So where will you be from then? Maybe you'll be... And we just got an agent. Where will Exactly. It's I went to New there. College Lanarkshire and I asked them if they were a Spotlight accredited school. And they were like, no, but we're working on it. Well, yeah. Three weeks ago, we're on, I'm now on Spotlight. They made oh, it like yeah. a massive priority to get us on Spotlight. So crazy. I've been on Spotlight since I was 10. Uh, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, don't, go, don't go on Spotlight. It's absolutely useless. You should just get business cards and an agent. But especially now, like, with Spotlight being online, it's not even like you have to wait for the next year to come around. When I was on first on Spotlight, it was a book. <laughs> yeah. To, like... I was in the book and you had to wait for the next year to come around to get your new headshot and stuff in it. Yeah. But now it's 
and it's online. It's literally the only place, as far as I know, casting directors look, mm. unless you are already a name. Oh, indeed. Like I'm currently, I wrote a play during lockdown with one of my best friends and we cast everything on Facebook. Yeah, cool. So we wanted like unrepresented actors because it's like a very sort of raw, gritty show. So we were, it's also, they're really great roles for women, which I didn't know we had done. Like Mm. somebody read it and they were like, these are some of the best roles for women that I've read in a while. And I was like, okay, cool work. Like, um, but we both like said, me and Heather, who's a producer on this podcast, but also my writing partner, we were like, no names like no stunt casting, like everybody, we want unrepresented actors and we've got such a great cast. I'm so bloody buzzing. Um, But how are you doing anyway? How how has life been? I just was aware that I've spoken for the last five minutes about myself. (laughs) My favorite thing to do. I feel like at the moment, like same as everyone else, it's just still a little bit backlash of COVID, although I don't want to talk about COVID too much because who's not talking about COVID. But um, that's taken up this, last half of the year for me. Mm. I got COVID in June and then I was, my second jab wiped me out. And then um, I've got this cold now that everyone seems to have got in the- I had it two weeks ago. Oh, and I was, I remember it was meant to meet a friend and she was like, I think I've got this cold. I was like, okay, well, I won't see you then. Like, mm. I don't want to catch it. I can't afford to catch anything else. And mm-hmm. here I am. <laughs> I, but- the funniest <laughs> thing is I had it like two weeks ago. Like, so, cause I've just got back from half term at uni the week right. before. I was telling my mum, because my mum lives um, in Chichester near Brighton and I live in Glasgow. And I was like, I really don't feel well. Like, I know it's not COVID. I've tested myself. Mm. And she was like, oh, you've just got a cold. Just suck it up. Just suck it up and get on with life. My mum now has the same cold. Oh, no. And I I just told her, suck it up and get on with it. (laughs) Isn't that mad though? she was like, no, I can't. I've had to take the week off work. I'm so ill. And I was like, yeah, so stop telling me to suck it up. <laughs> I'm always like that. Isn't it weird? Like, I don't know. Like, I was trying to remember the other day I was on the tube and I was like, oh, my God. And especially with the mask on and everything's extra ugh, yeah. on the underground at the moment. And I thought, I swear in my life in the past, I've had a cold and I've carried on with my life. Probably haven't drunk alcohol for, you know, a couple of, I mean, that rarely happens in my life, but <laughs> when I have a cold, when I have a cold, I don't. Um, but this is different. Like I woke yeah. up this morning, got out of bed. I was like, I'm dizzy. I'm going back to sleep. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. And I slept till like 11.30 a.m., which is not me. I'm like a 6 a.m., 7 a.m., Riser. Oh, are we different people? So, are we different people? Oh, really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I when I'm up, I'm up as well. Like, if I'm up, I'm up. The day's oh, begun. We different people. <laughs> <laughs> I was doing a podcast this summer, and um, I was like, yeah, because the great thing about being a student is I had the whole summer. So anytime I, anyone would say, yes, I can come on, I'd be like, anytime that you want to do, Morning, I'm free. Yeah. And they said eight o'clock in the morning, and I was like, I didn't mean that. I did oh not mean God. that. <laughs> Who's peppy at eight o'clock in the morning? Well, to be fair, I'm relatively peppy at eight. Maybe more like 10. <laughs> I'm, I'm sat here like, hello and welcome did back. You actually to do it? Other, yeah. <laughs> I stayed Just up all night. handstands before. I feel oh, like I, if you hang upside down, it wakes you up. That's my theory. I stayed up all night. I was like, if I go to sleep, I'm not going to wake up. So I'm just no. going to stay up all night. Oh my God. Did that work? <laughs> yep. Oh, good. I'm glad. I, I, I turned the podcast off and like my bed is like, you can see it right here. Like, yeah, yeah, my bed is like a stones, like not, like, I'm touching my bed right now and I just went. <laughs> Love it. Um, but what I like to ask everyone that comes on the podcast is how did you get into acting and what was your first ever acting role? 
Um, so, oh yeah, you know what? In the nativity and stuff, I was the narrator, probably because I talk a lot. Same. <laughs> but I was always gutted. Were you as well? No, I don't know what oh, I was. I just talk a lot. <laughs> I just talk a lot. No, um, it's actually really upsetting because everybody that I've asked about the nativity knows what they played. I can't remember, and my mum and dad can't remember, which leads me to believe that it was something shit. Like oh, it no. can't have been Third of much importance. Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, but what I keep saying is, and I haven't done it, I still, li- I live like a mile and a half away from where my old primary school is. My oh. next door neighbor's kids go to the same primary school. I need oh. to go and ask them. You should. Well, they have a list. Is I'll be like, the same there? It's been the same head teacher and there's still a collective of teachers there that were there when I was. But like if my primary remember, one teacher is gone. Okay. If they do remember though, that's impressive memory. But like, oh yeah. yes. Um, I'm thinking they might have photos. Oh yeah, they might do. Is what oh, I was thinking. School, didn't they on the walls like past productions and stuff? Yeah. Oh, so cute. That's what but I'm yeah, thinking I'm, because I've got no recollection of the nativity. I have weird. I do remember it wasn't the nativity, but my first. I was in reception or year one, and there was a play, and all I remember it was about an egg, and I had a line, and the line was, "I'll fetch a blanket." And I was the mother egg or something. Killed it. And the, I had to fetch a, I know. I had to fetch, probably in a really whole accent, like, I'll fetch a blanket. Because <laughs> <laughs> I was five. Um, and yeah, so that was my- I love how you can turn that on because I can turn no. my Geordie on. Well, like, I grew up in Newcastle. Oh, can you? Yeah, because when you were saying you're in Glasgow, I was like, I swear you sounded more Geordie. Yeah, I, I, my mum and dad split up and I moved right. to Newcastle when I was like 12. But like, if one of my friends was to phone me now, I wouldn't answer it, obviously, because I'm on a podcast. Maybe- but if they were from Newcastle, <laughs> I'd be like, wait. all right, how are you doing? Like, it, I'm exactly the same. I'm the same also when I'm a bit drunk, and then also if I'm tired. Also, give us another like, fucking vodka. Yeah, honestly, exactly the same. Or when we're talking about the north, I go more northern as well. <laughs> but um, you're in London, but, other, yeah, aren't you? I am. Yeah, I've been here. Well, I moved down to go to drama school when I was 11, and then when I got to like 16, I stayed because I was I, had, I was in this band, um, so I had to stay down here. But then I also I realised after a few years, I ain't got any friends. Well, I, I have some friends in Yorkshire still. <laughs> listening to this, like, oh, thanks. I have <laughs> no, no got, friends. It's really like two friends that yeah. I have up north that are my like childhood friends, and everyone else is down here, so I just kind of stayed. Mm. Well, I was in London three weeks ago. I've discovered that I'll never be able to live there. Really? Why? Because you don't put mashed potato on your carveries, and it's really distressing. You know what? I can't tell you the last time I went to a carvery, and that is probably because I'm here. I don't think, like, they don't do them really near me. I don't really go for roasts either. There's no mashed potatoes. And my mum was like because she's from she was born in Clapham grew up there and then moved when she met my dad um and she was like we don't put mashed potatoes on roasts it's not roasted oh yeah oh and I was like are you being serious and then I said to her so if I didn't like mashed potato would you put mashed potato if I didn't like it would you not put it on your Christmas dinner and she was like, no, I wouldn't put it on my Christmas dinner. And I was like what is wrong like so I'm a little bit with your mom because last Christmas Last Christmas, I was at my mum's house and there was only three of us, mum and me and grandma. So we got a roast from the local pub delivered and there was mash on it and we were so confused. <laughs> so Thank we had- you for listening, everyone. This has been episode six. I'm not It's been a great episode. You also don't have Greg's, which really I can't I do. do. We do have Greg's. You're going to the wrong parts. You have no Greg's near Euston because I checked. Oh, hmm. I Where, just wanted a sausage bean cheese went, melt. 
if you took the tube two stops, I reckon to Angel, there might be a Greg's in Angel. I feel like there might be. You're going to the wrong places. I've been to Greg's. I, I've been into a Greg's in Dalston and saw some uh, woman walk in and take loads of things off the shelf and walk out. I was like, Fun. oh. <laughs> I think it's maybe just you don't have as many Greg's as we do down at up here there's like Maybe three in the shopping center across the road from where i live i yeah, love I like that it's like that with pretamonges in london isn't it we think you fancy we've got more pepper and pretamonges yeah but they're not greg's are they they're not greg's <laughs> i think there's two prets in glasgow is there <laughs> yeah oh, nobody crap. goes in i think it's for money really? i think it's a weird london thing i remember the first time i heard about pret i was doing a job when i was about 11 and I'd never really heard of it. You don't really look around when you're 11, are you? And I remember yeah. I was in, um, Carrie Mulligan was playing my sister in this uh, show and she was wanted a coffee and she said something like, she said pret manger And I remember thinking, is that English? I don't know what she's saying. pret manger pret manger And then we went into pret manger and I thought, oh, this is what like cool older actresses do. She was like 19 at the time. <laughs> I got a really pret cool. for my coffee. And I was like, oh my God, she's really cool. And she's getting a pret and like, she has like cool, she has a centre part in and then I adopted a centre part in. Because <laughs> this was the age where everyone was wearing their hair like this. Yeah. <laughs> so I was doing that, like a side sweep. <sighs> And then from that day on, I've been sold because that's what cool girls like Gary Mulligan do. Well, I always thought it was a Christmas shop because there used to be a prep right next to my dad's bank. And when right. I was a kid, I always thought it was manger because obviously I didn't know any French. <laughs> so I was yeah. like, the prep manger, is that where Jesus was born? Oh, yeah, an homage, an homage. A Christian yeah. shop. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's a, just a Christian sandwich shop. <laughs> yeah, that's what happened to the ox and the goats and the <laughs> yeah. sheep that the shepherd had. Sorry, isn't it? There's like stars on yeah. the side. I get it. I yeah. just didn't read French and I was like, Pret a manger. I don't think, I mean, yeah. When you see the word manger, you don't automatically think manger. Oh, the manger. Manger. <laughs> manger. I'm saying manger. Pret a manger. <laughs> I don't know. Oh. I'm an uncultured Scottish swine. I'm from Hull, oh, don't worry about it. By the way, not all Scottish people are uncultured. I should probably yeah. just say that. <laughs> Made it sound like we're all just uncultured. Oh, great, you just lost a load of listeners. We do have a Pret and Balmoral. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh. But from when I was doing my research, or as I like to call it, legal stalking, you went oh. to um, the Sylvia Young Theatre School and you said that you'd moved here at 11 and you were living with like a host family. Yeah. What was that like? Because obviously, like, you're sort of like becoming an independent adult at 16 and you've just got a couple of people who look after you. Yeah. So literally, that's exactly what it was. It was um, a girl in my class. So when I was doing the auditions, um, on the final audition, the um, like school matron came over to my parents and said if she got in the school, would she need somewhere to live? Because they weren't planning to move down from Yorkshire. And they said, because there's a girl that would be in her class that mum is looking for kids to live there to like to um like happy host family how bloody lucky right so so good or my mom would have been like somebody from your school come and live with us (laughs) no (laughs) imagine it was so fun there was three girls if because there were some really big boarding houses that had like 25 kids in but oh my god sorry did you see someone setting off fireworks outside (laughs) it's fine (laughs) i live next to lovely Shit myself. <laughs> I saw it. It was nice. Um, that they're stopping selling fireworks in like loads of major supermarkets. Why? Because of what it does to pets. Oh, and yeah, that's... um, it gives um veterans PTSD. Apparently, I'm not. Well, 
I'm not well versed in the subject. I've just seen a few adverts and from what I've read. So don't come for me if I'm wrong. Um, (laughs) But I also fucking hate them. Yeah, that just really made me jump. I get suspicious of them on the 20th of October. Yeah. Like, like, I mean, I mean, Christmas. What happened to just the 5th of November? Yeah, exactly. And then I get like, they always go off on Diwali as well, which is nice to look outside and see all the fireworks. But a New Year's Eve. They're, they're firework occasions. But it's bonfire, but it's bonfire fortnight now. Oh, oh people mm. are getting in there early. Yeah, I can't be bothered with mm. it. <laughs> As I we talk about it. doing things at the wrong time, we're recording a Christmas episode. <laughs> I know, that's what I realised when I said 20th of October. I was like, I mean, December. Oh, yes, it is currently December. My, my Christmas tree is up. Santa Claus has been... Yeah, it looks great. I can see on Zoom that you've got a lovely Christmas yeah. tree in the background. Green screened um, in. Green screen. Yeah. Oh, I like that. that'd be cute. Um, but yeah, oh yeah. So yeah, so I lived with this girl and we're still actually really great friends. So it was her wedding three weeks ago. Went to her wedding. We um I see her all the time and we became best mates. But yeah, it was so fun because it was like like-minded people. We'd get home from school, we'd rush our homework while we were on the tube home. <laughs> and then we'd do like reenact Chicago. And the first night I met her, my parents came down to meet her parents just to make sure the house was nice and see what they were like. They went psychopaths. And, um, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Leaving their 11-year-old daughter with the random family. And Megan and I um, reenacted and choreographed our own version of, uh, what's the song from Chicago? All um, that jazz. We did all that jazz, but we did the duet one. You can like the life you're living. That one. Live Not the life you like. The theatre person. Finale. Just the finale. Yeah, the, fina- the finale. The finale. We did the grand finale. And then from that day on, I knew we'd be best friends. And we're still <laughs> friends now. It's been like 15 years, 16 years. Could you imagine like if you had signed up for that and you hated them? Like how oh, horrible that, that would be. That does happen. People move around. Like people don't get on. Some people, you gotta remember it's like stage school kids. Oh, I thought that you would be like, just like you're locked in. No, no, you can move. You can move, but I never did. Well, I moved after a few years. I moved up, when I did high school musical, they moved me into a London house. So I was close to stuff. Um, Cause it was in Staines and Middlesex, this first house. So when I was 13, they moved me to a house in Golders Green. So it was a little bit easier to get around to do bits in London. How old were you when you done high school musical? 13. You were 13? I was 13, yeah. What and the fuck? 14. Yeah, I was a kid. I was so young. I was really, really young. Well, hang on a minute. <laughs> I'm just going to need like a second. I thought you'd have been like, I didn't think you were like old, but I was like, surely 17, 18. Oh, no. 13. Right, I, right I haven't watched High School Musical in forever. <laughs> I need to get this up. What did you look like in High School Musical 3? Tiara Gold. Oh, it's coming up gold tiaras. Yeah. Times that you might have put High oh, School Musical after that these days. I, I just had to click it. It said High School Musical at the top. Yeah. I would have dead <laughs> said like 17, but now I can kind of see it. In you can this- see, yeah. I think it's because we were led with like this image. Oh, my... Yes. The more Sharpay type of yeah. tiara. Yeah, I can uh, see. It. I've still got that jacket in the other room. <laughs> how much do you want for it? I love High School Musical. <laughs> I'll buy it. Um, it needs a dry clean. It's been in my cupboard for ages and it's getting a little. <laughs> so yeah, then while you were at the Sylvia Young Theatre School, the questions that I always like to ask is, we've been all been in those rooms. Some crazy shit happens in a drama class. Do you have a favourite funny forward slash crazy drama school story that you can share with us? Oh, you know what? I can't. I can't think of any crazy stories. There's more like, there's anecdotes of things that were like, there's people that 
became really because I was at school at the same time as Rita Ora and she's like obviously she's a singer and she was I feel like she's one of those people that you always knew was going to be famous she had this presence about her and everyone was a bit like intimidated by her at school she wasn't mean or anything she was just like she had this intimidating presence and once in the middle of a drama class she um grabbed my hand and asked me to feel her armpit because it was so smooth (laughs) and she was like she was in year 10 so yeah so she was a few years older than me and then she came into we were in a tap class and she was like um hey you I'm like yeah <laughs> feel my armpit it's so smooth and she did that and I was like oh yeah lovely and then a few weeks later I got kicked out we were doing um we had this amazing teacher drama teacher at Sylvia's called um Jackie Stoker sorry I've just got to mute my mic a second because I'm yeah, not right? over the whole armpit thing <laughs> so random so random but I remember it really well because she, everyone knew her. She was quite cool. She had an argument with her boyfriend once in the girls' changing room. And we were like, oh my God, I can't believe he's in here. Like, she had a birthday was, party um, during lockdown. You know, all those cool things. Yeah, always a rebel. Always. A, yeah, always a rebel. We had, a, we had quite a scary teacher. She wasn't scary. Well, she's called Jackie Stoker and she was an amazing drama teacher. She got us all ready for our Lambda exams. And she was really eccentric. Like she threw a child's pencil case out the window once. And all the people that left Sylvia Young talk about her. There's like Billy Piper spoke about her throwing a chair across. I was like, where have I heard this story before? And I realised it was something that happened in my GCSE English class. When you said the pencil case out the window. um, The girl in my English class brushing her hair. And the teacher just walked over. She was, um, I can't Mm. remember her name. I It wasn't Miss Marsh. No, I can't remember. She looks like... um, Janet Street Porter. She had like short red uh, choppy hair, amazing. and I can't Jackie remember. Her name. I can't remember <laughs> for the life of maybe it's a trait. <laughs> um, okay. She walked over to this girl, and we had like big panelled windows, and one of them was open. We were on like the second floor of the school. She just took the hairbrush and went out the window. Yeah. And said, maybe you can focus on my lesson now. <laughs> amazing. And I went to school in like the arsehole of Northern England, like. I've seen like teachers fight with pupils and shit. What? But I was like ready for a scrap. Ready. Oh my God. Oh, I had yeah. quite a sheltered school life. <laughs> oh, but another story. I remember one, um, my graphics teacher took a kid's glasses. So the kid threw a fire extinguisher at him. Oh my God. Did he not get expelled? Uh, no. <laughs> I, I don't actually know what the limit was to get expelled from school. Oh my god! I nearly wasn't allowed to go to prom because I told my chemistry teacher she was shit. She was shit. Oh dear. Well, truth hurts. <laughs> I was like, "You're not going to let me go to prom, okay? Well, I'm going to bill you for the suit and everything that I've spent." Oh my like, god. Okay, you can go to prom. I was like, go entitled yeah. little child. I was like, I'm going to send you a bit. Daddy is going to send you a Daddy, bit. Daddy, papa. <laughs> Sorry, but what were you saying about... Um... Oh, Jackie. So, yeah. So, And I think I forgot my words once, my piece. And so I couldn't perform it. And she screamed at me. She's a very eccentric teacher, but she was amazing. We all got amazing grades because of her. And she sent me out and I was stood in the corridor crying. And then Rita came around the corner. She was like, why are you crying, little girl? <laughs> Little girl. And I was like, oh, was Jackie, I forgot my lambda piece. And Rita opened the door into this the thing and started shouting at the teacher, telling her that she was bullying me. And and she wasn't. She was just, I just forgot to bring in my piece of paper. <laughs> but she really stood up for me. And I was like, oh, I like her. But yeah. So you're official. Yeah, so it's official. Your bezies with Rita. You were absolutely. at the birthday party last summer. I haven't seen it. it was me. It was my idea. <laughs> Literally haven't seen her since I was probably 14. But <laughs> there we go. So three years ago? Yeah, yeah. Like last month. <laughs> 
Um, what was the biggest lesson you learned at drama school? Oh, my, sorry about that, everyone listening. I just punched my mic. <laughs> biggest lesson, I think, was if you don't push yourself forward, no one's going to do it for you. Yeah, I, I think agree, 100%. Competition's fierce. And I remember when I first got there, I was like, all of us, we were told this as well. All of us were kind of the best, the best-ish at our little dance schools, drama clubs around the country. And then you come together and there's 25 of you. With all of the best. And you're like, oh God, I remember the first lesson, the dance lesson. And I was like, oh my God, I am going to have to, sorry, I used to push my way to the front. I used to turn up at castings um, within the school, not, <laughs> not other castings, the things that I wasn't um, invited to. And I just turn up and I'll be like, I'll be reserved. And that's how I got in a lot of the school productions. And I'd go in like with the agency as well and things I, wa- I wasn't um, up for, I'd go in and ask why. I'd be like, oh, well, so-and-so and so-and-so in my year group are up for it. Did you submit me? And I was like 12. That's what you got to do though. I remember not long ago, it wasn't a lecture. It was somebody in my class said, mm. we're not in competition with each other. And I was like, <laughs> incorrect. Yeah, it's like you're not, but you're also... There's a pool of... So basically the way that it sort of works in Scotland is you graduate drama school and you go and do a show at the fringe. So if you haven't got an agent by the time that you've graduated drama school, you go and do the fringe and hopefully you get an agent out of the fringe. Yeah, We're all fighting for the same shows at the fringe. Similar age group. As much as it is a theatre festival, 90% of it is comedy. Comedy, yeah. So for the 10% of plays that are left, we're all fighting for them spots. Like, don't yeah. get me wrong. There's me and one other, two other boys in my class right now. Right. And they're well, like, that's... we're not in competition with each other. And like, we are going to see each other in the same audition room. Casting for the rest of your life. <laughs> like for at least the first five years after we've graduated, we're going to see each yeah. other at every audition we go to. And you do. And you do. And yeah. I'm like, so you... we kind of are in a competition. You're in competition with each other, but it's like a definitely it's definitely a good idea not to compare because that's the yeah. one thing about casting and like speaking to casting directors you they're, they're not looking for the most talented they're literally not they're looking for who was in their mind at the time but it's good also <laughs> good to know what you're doing I'm like low-key a little bit of a narcissist so I pretend like uni's like every episode of RuPaul's Drag Race and I'm like who's going home this week somebody drag send race. someone home Drag Race is my possibly one of my top three TV programs of all time have you been like to live shows have you seen anyone perform live i have not i was in new york last no not last year where's the year gone 2012 was 2020 january 2020 i was in new york with my ex and two of our mates and my ex was tired and drunk and wanted to go home and i was like to the hotel and i was like oh i really want to go to this bar and he's like oh i'm exhausted I was like, oh, okay i'll come back with you then and they were met monet exchange at the bar and i was fuming and willem I'm fuming. Uh, my claim to fame for Drag Race fans is I've met RuPaul. No! When? I met RuPaul at DragCon <laughs> in LA. Hello and welcome to another segment of This Is Where We Update You. I'm Heather Spiden. And I'm Ingram Noble and we're back again. It's fucking December, Heather. I know, it's Christmas time. Also, <laughs> episode 60 of the fucking podcast. What? I know. Oh my God, I know, it's crazy. It's Imagine. crazy. You're doing so well, but I'm very proud of you. I also just want to tell everyone that while we're recording this, um, Heather bought me a clapperboard for my um, my birthday this year with all of the, the play information on and the day that we met and everything. And I just used it for the first time to say action for this um this segment, but I'm going to say it again so you can all join in. Action. Ah, did you hear that? <laughs> I did. That was good. So we've had pretty, 
pretty fucking exciting month. We have had one of the best months, I think, since this process began. I'm really the excited. Biggest month, I think. The the most important month. Um, yeah. <laughs> say that until next month when rehearsals actually start. I know. Um, so we are, we had our table read the other day. It's the first time that we've had a full cast in the same room reading together. And it was just, oh, it was amazing. I am still buzzed from it. Honestly, I've, I've been thinking about it all day. I'm so happy. It's also the first time that we've ever had the play read aloud in person. Yeah. So and obviously, a time where, because of a time where we're things. not reading one of the yeah. parts. Apart from the part that you're playing. Except from that, I had to read. The, I know it was that was fun. I've not read a part in a different character in I'm going to say I'm going to confidently say two years. And even though it was a short number of lines, I bloody loved it. But you were you were excellent. I'm not going to sack you yet. Oh, thank you. I'm blessed. <laughs> um, yeah. So the table read went absolutely spectacularly, and I'm so bloody excited. Um, and genuinely. When I'm not even saying this because it's my show or anything. I was pissing myself throughout and I have heard these jokes a million and one times, just the amount of times that we've read it. And obviously we've done a rehearsed reading and things. So yeah, it, it's a really great show. The actors in it are amazing and are doing a really fucking sublime job. So please get tickets. Please come and see us. And remember, we've got two venues now. So you can come and see us at the Webster's Theatre on the 21st of April 2022 or the East Kilbride Arts Centre on the 28th. So they're a week apart and tickets are available from www.highproductions.co.uk. Um, but yeah, Table Read went absolutely spectacularly. Um, we also, we're not going to tell you how we're doing the set, but we, we had a little photo shoot prior little yeah. Christmas photo shoot. We did. So upset. Which is very wholesome. <laughs> so upset that we couldn't get um Josh in to see Santa Claus. Uh, no, we did try though. It was also absolutely pissing down, which I thought we would put a damper on it, but it didn't. We got some great pictures. I think everyone had a good time. Even though we were all soaking wet, it was really mm. fun. I enjoyed it. To be honest, the worst part of the day was the anti-abortion protesters that were in town. Oh my gosh, I know. And it happened to be right at the bit where we selected as a meeting spot. We turned <laughs> yeah. up and they were protesting, shouting their bollocks opinions into the air. And I was like, hi guys, so nice to see you all. Um, ignore the commotion behind us. <laughs> and the, the funniest thing is, it was all men, which always is about abortion. And, you know, like no uterus, no opinion. I know. Oh, I know. It was, I, I think we were all pretty raging, but <laughs> let them shout their obscenities. Do you know what I mean? Like, get a life. I get <laughs> Should have got a picture with them. I know. I stuck that on the set. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Just yeah, pretend let's... it's some loony down in Brickleswade. <laughs> um, but but yeah, hair dye such... is friend. <laughs> yes, it is. Yes, it is. Um, <laughs> it was so it was so great genuinely and I, I just wanted to say to you like how proud I am of us like I think what made it like a little bit more surreal was one of our lecturers are in the play and we were the bosses like could you imagine like what when did we, we met in 2016 while Leah was directing like I met you on Leah's set yeah and now Leah's in our I know what it's come from circle could you imagine going back to when you were doing Macbeth and me being like hey by the way and um in five years we're gonna write a play together and we're gonna direct Leah oh my god was that five years ago well it was 2000 why is time going so fast I know oh my god that's that's a scary scary thought <laughs> stop that 
right now. Um, <laughs> but also, we've got we've got a big thing to say, which um, I don't know if you're going to appreciate me saying this. You're 24 tomorrow. You're 24. Happy fucking birthday for tomorrow. Uh, that's okay. You can say it. 24. 20 fucking four. 24 years age. A year older and not a year wiser. And now I'm a whole year younger than you. Such a baby I'll, face. I'll be 23 <laughs> and you'll be 24. Oh, God. I know. And I, I'm not 24 okay. until our final rehearsal. I know. I'm excited for that day because we can all have cake. I'm so fucking excited for that day, purely because the new Harry Potter film comes out. Yeah, but it's it's been such a great month. And Heather, where can everyone get tickets? You can get tickets at www.highproductions.co.uk. And yes, that is our own website. So please go <laughs> check it out. Bloody cool and it's bloody yellow okay it's bright and it's beautiful <laughs> i don't know why but this this um this month's segment seems to have, like i don't know why in in my like sort of frame of view it's been really downtrodden when we've had such a, an amazing month we're just shattered <laughs> yeah i feel like we're all we're dead getting depressed. up for what's to come we're all dead depressed no, no. Here. Like, like, we've yay had, we've we did had really such well, a great we've... month i'm so excited <laughs> i know but well, this is just, just what happens because we're you should hear us of, closer. I, 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 by the time this is out, I'll be finished for uni. Fucking buzzing. Um, I'll be finished yeah. for uni for Christmas. Can't wait. But then also, I'm very um apprehensive about January because I'm in showcase the entire month and um, yeah. we start rehearsals. It's going to be a busy month. Like it's it's going to be stressful. Like I've got a lot on with my job and the course I'm doing mm. as well. And you've got your uni on, and we've taken on a lot for sure. Yeah, but. I think nobody can say we're lazy. We'll be okay. Red Bull and Pro Plus exist. <laughs> I know. I'm living my we're life on not. Red Bull and Pro Exercise wise. But I, th- I think we've come to the end of the podcast and I think um, we're just about finished with our break on the regular episode. Also, how fucking cool is it? I just have to plug this a minute that um, today's episode with Jenna Mackenzie Brown who was Tiara Gold on High School Musical 3. Wow. Look at you go. I know. It's so it's, much it's... more interesting than fucking it. It's really weird. Like genuinely, it's really weird to be um talking to people that I grew up with watching in films and things. yeah, yeah, really fucking weird. Um, but yeah, please come and see our show. It's going to be great, and I'm very excited for it. And you can get tickets from www.highproductions.co.uk, and you can come and see us either in Glasgow or East Kilbride. You pick whatever one you want. Um, we're fifty percent sold out for Webster's and. I think we've sold a good chunk of tickets for East School Bride, so hopefully we're going to be feeling... Yep, so thank you, everyone. Yes, thank you, everyone. Yep. I hope everyone, yeah, um, I hope everyone's had a lovely Christmas and has a great new year. Oh, and yes. Merry fucking buy Christmas. Your, I know. Merry Christmas. Happy and if New you've Year. Got, buy your loved ones tickets. Yeah, if you've got leftover Christmas money, you know, a cheeky little tenor that you don't know what to spend on, Come and see our show in April. I promise you'll have the best night of your life. I concur. <laughs> <laughs> so, Hev, I've got one last thing to say to you. Mm. See you in 2022, bitch. <laughs> But another fun question I always like to ask is if you were booked to do a one month run in the West End and you're doing a two person show and the producer came to you and said, like, listen, we've got as much money as we possibly fucking need. Who do you want to be your co-star? And you can pick anyone in the world. Oh, now do I pick someone hot and make it like, you know, (laughs) 50 Shades of Grey, the West End musical. Yeah. Do I pick a hot guy that I get to snog every night? 
or do I pick someone I can learn something from? <laughs> I've never thought about it that way, but mine has always been Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate, what an amazing choice. It used to be Whoopi Goldberg and nothing against Whoopi Goldberg. I just feel like, because Whoopi Goldberg doesn't like to fly. Oh, so she probably wouldn't come over. You've got to think of logistics yeah. then as well. Like if she's, because she lives in New York, if she's going to LA, she gets the train. So I don't know. I know she was meant to come and do Sister Act in the UK, but all of that's been cancelled because of COVID. Another thing that it took from us. Um, Whoopi. <laughs> so I don't know how she would get here. So I have tentatively moved my answer to Catherine Tate. But Whoopi, if you would like to do a two-person show with me, I will always say yes. That would be incredible. I I'll come to New York. I'll come to New York. We'll do Broadway. It doesn't have to be the West End. <laughs> do it over there. Um, like my, she's listening my mind is boggling there's a few people going through my mind do I go stateside I absolutely love see there's some like really funny you know this is might be because I'm a huge friends stan but David Schwimmer doing a comedy with David Schwimmer I would that but then would, would it just be Ross for friends but I would absolutely love that I love his timing I love his quirkiness like I can just imagine like when I, if I watch something like friends I, how he says because I do actually love comedy like I love comedy acting and I love yeah um uh, the also the skill behind comedy as well it can be a lot harder than doing something uh, straight um the way I can imagine reading that script and then the way he's said it is so different to how the words were on the paper so I definitely say him but then maybe someone like you as well like who's cute Timothy Chalamet I'm going to pitch you an idea though and we're going to make it work right so this is what I just when you said friends I'm like this is what came to my head you and Jennifer Aniston in a tv show and yeah. you are her daughter who's in a sorority in America but yeah. Jennifer Aniston has re-enrolled in college and is going to like be in the same sorority as you amazing let's do it yeah I'll so sign I'll phone Jennifer <laughs> Aniston's really people well. now I love Jennifer so much. I'll try and much. find a couple of hundred thousand pounds to pay her. I think it's a bit more than that these days. Yeah, I'll see if I can find a bag full of money somewhere. A mill. Yeah. Yeah, I, I love did that. see I a duffel did... bag earlier stacked with 50s. I yeah. should have picked it up. <laughs> Next time, eh? I was also, when I was doing my research, absolute blast from the past, because I found out that you were in an episode of MI High, which was like one of my favourite TV shows at no the time. Way. Oh my God, I was. What was it like being on such like of an, an iconic British children's TV show? You know what? That was so fun. What I've realised, especially like roles that I've done, I've always been a nice girl that ends up mean. <laughs> like I don't think yeah. I've done many things. Or at least like a nice girl that turns a little bit something, something in everything I've done. A little bit One sour. play I did, I end up being a murderer. Yeah, exactly. Oh. It's like sweet girl that ends up being. So I love doing that. And I, what I loved about MI High is that they dressed me up in really like, adult clothes and I felt really good. I was 12 in MI High and I was in this like power suit. <laughs> Did you just like stop like stop doing TV and things and like high school musical once you turned like 16? Were you like I'm literally done. I was just too old. You know I'm what they're saying about <laughs> They're trying to ageist. <laughs> getting off on that high school musical check. Literally, yeah. Most women start getting bad offers at 40. I was getting them at 16. But, um, but I absolutely loved that. It was great fun. It was a really fun audition. I often find the auditions that I have fun in, not every time, but um, are often the ones that you book because yeah. you sit, it's fun, having a good time. The audition was really fun. Um, and yeah, it was amazing. That was one of my favourite things I've actually done, actually. Really nice cast, loads of kids. Everyone was cool. Good rap party <laughs> as well. Even better then. Yeah. Um, 
Right, I want to talk to you about the reason that I was introduced to you. Oh, High School Musical 3, you played yeah. Tiara Gold. What was the audition process like for that? Because that that must have been a really weird one because I know they filmed in Salt Lake City and yeah. you're obviously in London. How yeah. did it all fall into place? So we, the first audition was at my school, actually. They did, um, they, because the part was an exchange student, they didn't know where she was going to be from. So I think they looked in England and they looked in regional America or people that had regional accents. So maybe the South, there were some girls from New York at the end of it. But first audition was at school um, and it was cast, uh, Kelly Hendry was casting and we had to do a song which I sung the song called Nothing from Chorus Line and then a dance and I danced to Ain't No Other Man by Christina Aguilera, which is probably number one that week. <laughs> it seems <laughs> that kind of time. Yeah. And then I had to read a scene and the scene was actually the opening, Tiara's first scene in the um, film. Did that. The callback was at Danceworks in London, which is like a like pineapple dance studios kind of thing. Yeah. And Kenny Ortega flew over for the callback and that audition was really amazing. Um but I walked in and Kenny was sick, so he couldn't shake anyone's hand. He was like, I'm, I've got a cold. Um, so I was like, oh, okay, he doesn't like me. Because <laughs> I went like this. <laughs> and I was like, oh God, he hates me. Get back. And then he said, what are you going to sing? <laughs> and um, he said, what are you going to sing? I said, I'm going to sing Popular from Wicked. And he said, everyone has sung that today, sing something else. And I, all I had was my Wicked, the musical backing track CD. <laughs> so I had to sing a duet from Wicked as both parts. <laughs> and I was like, going yeah, I literally, yeah, literally was doing like literally each side. Um, and then I did my dance and at the end of my dance, Kenny stood up, stood up and was like, improv, go. And he was following me around the room with a fake camera, like he was doing this. And he was like, now do this to the camera. Now dance against the wall. Now do this, now strut. And it was like madness. It was really fun. Wow. He was just, it was really, I was like, oh, that was good. And then same thing again, we did an acting piece. We did the same piece. And then he gave me some script from High School Musical 2 to read Sharpay's parts um, just off script there. And then, so I remember thinking that was really fun, but you just don't know these things. It's such a big yeah. audition. And then the last one was in LA. So we flew out to LA, three-day oh. workshop. Bloody and every day people got cut. Mm. We're in Glendale though. My dad was walking around and someone pulled over. He was like, why are you walking, sir? He was like, oh, I'm just in the area. My daughter's doing an audition. He was like, no one walks in LA, sir. Go back to where you go back to like the building you came from. And he was like, okay. But um, yeah, three day audition. Only two of us were from England. And then the rest were from different parts of the States. And then every day people got cut. It was lots of singing. We learned high school musical dances and sung high school musical songs and got put in pairs. And that was it. That was the final. When did you meet the Queen? Which Queen? Ashley Tisdale. <laughs> okay, I was like, hang on. <laughs> which, which Queen? Good question. Imagine. Um, Just a little Queen Elizabeth walking in right. I'm here to judge you all for high school music theory. <laughs> yeah, Her Royal Highness. Yeah, came to, came to the third audition. Um, it was in Salt Lake City. And it was, I, we actually spoke on the phone in a group. They were there with Kenny when they told me I got the role. And then it was in dance rehearsals that I met everyone at the same time, actually. And um, they were lovely. They were fab. Yeah, he was there too. He was also... <laughs> but yeah, they were all... Um, they were absolutely lovely. I was so excited. So excited to be there. I just turned up at rehearsals that weren't even mine and just watched because I wanted to be amongst it all. Another thing that I always... That I want to ask, um, and you don't have to answer, 
is because we okay. uh, we know you've got okay. the jacket. Did anything else from set make it back to London? Mm. I always like seeing if anybody stole anything from set. You know what? I don't think I did. I think I was probably too scared. Do you know, I found that um, everybody that's working on a Disney production has always said they were too scared to take anything. Yeah. I think like I would... I got that. I got a couple of clothes that will not fit me now. <laughs> like, I yeah. think the jacket is literally even like <laughs> this. Um, that's the problem about shooting things when you're a child. <laughs> when you're an adult, the, the nice fashion. expensive clothes don't like, fit. Reese Witherspoon got like a, a ridiculous amount of pair of Jimmy Choo's from Legally Blonde oh, and had it brought into her contract. And she's like, oh, you oh, have them fit now. I don't. Oh, really? Oh, bless her. But she's no, kept them all. I'd be like, oh, sell them, eBay. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> her daughter can have them cut. She, yeah. She's got those. But no, I don't think I saw anything. I just have that jacket, which I was given. It wasn't like, a, <laughs> I didn't yeah. run away with it. <laughs> Running through wardrobe. <laughs> Do you have a favourite behind the scenes story from High School Musical? Ooh, um, favourite behind the scenes story. Oh, gosh. I'm just like, I should have that spot racked my brain for these I, yeah I should have guessed things like this coming we the rehearsals and stuff were really really fun we did a lot of um oh people surprised me on my birthday that was really cute so I it was my birthday I turned 14 when I was out there my mum was that there still is blowing my me. mind you know <laughs> yeah like I don't think life's ever going to be the same for me really oh no I'm just like because <laughs> you just like in the nicest possible way look a lot older than 13, yeah. 14 in that film. I think and it was also like, I had teeth teeth whitening when I went out there as well. And they like, and they remember they- I'm also going to put it down to the fact that you were fucking fantastic and kept up. Oh. <laughs> the musical numbers, like you kept up with like these people who had been doing it for two feature films. Oh, yeah, thank you. So you don't ever think that's a 13 year old? 13 year old. I think maybe sometimes in youth is confidence. <laughs> she got yeah. no, no second guessing <laughs> just kind of go for it and also I feel like when you're auditioning for stuff as a kid and um, there's not as much um gravity like gravity like you don't need to make get the job to make money to pay rent you don't need to get the job yeah. to further your career you're still at school you don't like so I do feel like it took the pressure off a lot were you told um, it was high school musical from the beginning or was it a secret yeah. untitled we're told it was high school musical but we're told we had to keep it to ourselves which I did but loads oh. of the other girls didn't I got through to like the final stages of Big Brother. Like I was an alternate housemate for the last ever season. I told it. Oh my! I told everyone. Oh no! Do you everyone. think found out, and that's why you didn't go? <laughs> well, I'm kind of glad it didn't. It didn't yeah. happen because I'm not the type of person. Like I'm really unfiltered. Like I was leading oh, it there. Okay. Like I was going to say something. Like I'm. I'm okay, like, yes. <laughs> I was a different person when I was like 19. Well, that's the thing. We are different when we're kids, mm. and this is what I always worry about with social media. And I was laughing the other day with some of my friends. Like we were, you know, Facebook tells you what you were doing this mm. time 10 years ago, and we found this really overbearing video of me and my girlfriends crying at the notebook and filming it and we put it on Facebook like us crying like oh we're so sad and it's horrendously embarrassing but you know what we were like 15 or 14 yeah but now it's public that was just Facebook to my friends from school mm. and now people do this anyone can see it yeah I don't want people to go back and have regrets because mm. you don't have a filter when you're that age and things everything makes sense it makes sense for you to put that video up and yeah but yeah but I, I've got one more high school musical question and it's a very serious question that I need to ha know about people for, in order to become friends with them. Okay. So I know that Tiara's whole sort of MO was to overthrow Sharpay. She wanted yes. to be the queen of East High. Absolutely. But are you hashtag 
Team Sharpay because there's a whole episode on this podcast it's episode 33 or 34 that is called hashtag team Chappay because oh Troy and Gabriella should not have got that role they turned up to the auditions late they didn't do it properly and Sharpay and Ryan have been putting it all into the drama club for years so no they should have got the main part I I yeah I kind of agree but also they overthrew Kelsey's hard work and they took the art of Kelsey and turned it into something it wasn't intended to be. But then it was their own interpretation. If they had have turned up to the audition on time, I may feel differently. They were you late. You sound like the teacher, what Mrs. Darby saw. <laughs> they, they were late for the audition. I am in general team Sharpay because I think she's amazing. Yeah. And I think oh, I, Ashley Tisdale is another that I would wow. let stamp on my neck with a stiletto. Oh, absolutely fantastic. <laughs> so funny. Great. And that was also like, you know, it, it, what is great about her portrayal, like in, it's quite a real version of, of a girl like that. Like, yes. obviously there was definitely some, you know. I know so many Sharpays. Right. And it was a little bit Disney-fied, but also not like, you know, you watch other Disney films and you see the bitchy girl or, the, you know, and there's also no heart to the other. There's so much heart to Sharpay. There's so mm. much that you do really like about her. Um, which other Disney maybe of the year? The pink car, pink car, the pink outfit, the pink dog yeah. clothes. But I'd also <laughs> say that those first couple of like, especially terms when you're like eighteen and fresh in drama school, that's very Disneyfied. People haven't found like the sort of issue based storylines that they want to do. It's all very much like. And yeah. today I'll be performing a piece from Romeo and Juliet, but they will not be dying. They will just be going to different rooms at the end. <laughs> so yeah, I, I feel like everything's Disney-fied at the beginning anyway. Yeah, um, yeah, 100%. But we're going to bring it back to current projects now. And you're in a band called um, About Bunny. I hope I got that yeah. right. You did. <laughs> and you did. let's hope I get the next bit right. Your latest signal... Si- signal? Signal? Didn't get it right. <laughs> Didn't get it right. <laughs> Your latest <laughs> single, um, Keep It To Yourself, is out now. Out now um, on all streaming platforms, all in the um, show notes. Forgot what that word was. What has the whole music making process been like for you because obviously you're like a classically trained actor done the Mm. acting scene and things is there a difference yeah in some ways it's it took me a lot longer to find the music project that was right for me and that was actually me because I left so I left Sylvia Young and was put straight into a pop band um that was being looked after actually by Jerry Hallowell from the Spice Girls she was our manager and it was very it was really cool it was great fun big learning experience um, and it didn't work out in the end for loads of different reasons. And then I left that and I was like, you know what? I've got a real taste for music. Like, and I was still auditioning for bits and bobs here and there. And I got a real taste for music. And I took me a long time to work out who I was as a musician, because I think with acting, I'm so used to, you, you mold into the character. And I was doing that with music. I was working with producers and being like, oh, I can do dance music. Yeah, I'll be like this. Or yeah, I can do pop. Or no, I can do a, you know, rock. And I was- It's a cool actor sort one. of response, isn't it? Like, yeah, I can do anything. 100%. I'm ready I can do anything. So I'll be a wishy-washy version of all the other stuff. And then it wasn't until- Jack uh, three of all years, trades, master of none. Literally, that's what it was. And then a mm. few years ago, about two- Oh God, COVID throws it off. Let's say 2018. Yeah. I went to a gig. Um, oh no, I decided I wanted to just do my own music, my own songs that I was writing myself. And I asked a few friends who knew musicians and I met Alex, who's the bassist in our band. And she and I write all the songs together and we just clicked and we just have the same music influences. And since then we put the band together and 
we've been writing and and well performing ever since but it's only been one gig because of lockdown but we've got more coming at the end of the year and um oh, well start. it is the end of the year i know right <laughs> oh yeah we've already done some gigs <laughs> some in november <laughs> Well, yeah, we they'll just... all be, um, I'll put them up on the, the website. I'll put them up on the Drama School Dropout website. Awesome. Oh, even we're... though that'll spoil my, my last guest of the year. Um, but we'll be checking out all of your music as well. And hopefully I can come. I'm definitely yes. going to need to come to a gig. Yeah, 100%. Be Only if you make me a mashed potato with carvery. Okay. See, see how I said you know, that there? Mashed potato cook. with carvery. With carvery, yeah. I can't cook though, but the guitarist in my band is a proper like cold and blur trained chef. Oh. So he make you an amazing meal Mashed and he will do carvery. he'll do it he's from wales so they do that in wales maybe 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 it's just a south- southern thing i'm not a fan yeah. of it <laughs> we're gonna play a game now and it's called stage right or stage shite and it's my I favorite game. game ever <laughs> it is <laughs> stories sent to us by our listeners and then one right. is made up by my best friend and co-producer heather and it's okay. our job to find out which one is the lie. And I've got that, uh, the answer in a sealed envelope. So Amazing. these stories, like anyone out there that doesn't want to go and listen to like over nearly 40 hours of me talking shit, please just go and listen from episode five to the stage rights and stage shites because they are the okay. favorite things in the world. Amazing. Number one. I had the biggest crush on a boy in drama school and for one of our final assessments, we had to present a Shakespeare monologue. And at the end of his, I applauded like there was no tomorrow. And in hindsight, I looked like a massive idiot, but I wasn't familiar with Macbeth and apparently he had forgotten his entire monologue and had really badly improvised the entire thing. He failed his assessment and I looked like a complete idiot. Oh, bless. Number two. Typical secondary school story incoming. We were doing Annie and I was doing stuff backstage and I was joking around with one of my mates and she pushed me a little bit too hard and I fell backwards on top of the backstage curtain. And as I fell, the curtain came with me and I had to stand up and move off stage while the entire cast and audience and teachers watched me. Amazing. I hope that's true. Number three, and this may be my favourite one of all time. (laughs) Okay. I was doing a burlesque show and I got home one night after a cast party, pretty tipsy, and my daughter informed me that my husband couldn't find her PE kit. In my tipsy state, I remembered that it was in the airing cupboard, but so was my spare burlesque costume, which I put in my child's bag. Yes, I sent my daughter to school with a bra, stockings and a thong and was called (gasps) a pretty suspicious meeting the next day. No, wouldn't you just die? <laughs> yep. Just so one die. of those is stage shite and has been made up. And I don't know, you know. I don't know if number one might be stage shite because wouldn't you just cheer on your friend anyway? Like, wouldn't everyone just clap even if if he like fucked it up and I, I still don't. got to the end? I don't. I'm Do you so not? Out there like. <clears throat> I think you'll find game. Especially because Macbeth's my favourite Shakespeare play and I've played Macbeth yeah. and I'm like obsessed with it and know it all. I'd have been like, yep, you were supposed yeah, to say no. thou instead of though. Oh, okay. Maybe, yeah, maybe if you just start learning how to read Shakespearean English, maybe we can work something out. But for now, not cast. Savage, <laughs> not cast. We'll call you. Yeah, well, <laughs> Don't ring us. Call us. Oh <laughs> my God. Well, maybe. I don't know. Which I'm... One? I'm thinking that even in secondary school, we were drilled in, do not fuck about backstage. And maybe it would be more, yeah. And also you wouldn't really want to. 
Unless they like fancied each other and were like pushing each. Um, I will vote for. I will vote for. I'm going to say two purely just. I'm going to go rogue. I had it drilled into me. I'm going to go rogue and say the burlesque one because the burlesque one. Oh, I hope that one's true. If that one's a lie, I'm going to cry. I want that to be true, but I really want it to be true. I'm going to open the envelope, even though I've basically said all three, so I'm right either way. (laughs) Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Number one. Oh, so I was right first. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so basically, I'm right. I'll just be quiet. <laughs> but it's, yeah, I can imagine people would be a little bit supportive. Yeah, I'm not. not. It's obviously not somebody from my class. No. But I would be very scared to do a monologue in front of you now. <laughs> yeah, perform now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this is the last episode of 2021. Um, and I, I wanted to do a little bit of reflecting. What has been because even though it's not been the greatest year 2021 what has been your favorite part of 2021 um seeing friends and family again is that really sad to say but it really has been I've managed to have a few friends to have get married which has been lovely um seeing people again and not being scared to leave the house yeah. <laughs> not being yeah. scared and um yeah that's probably the the best thing i've made some really good social memories it's been quite overwhelming but yeah it's been really nice how about you um, I, I think, like, me and my best mate live across the road from each other. We bubbled up right from the beginning, yeah, like, yeah. and we binge-watched all of my favourite TV shows. So I'm not going to say, like, seeing family and friends again, because I saw all of them in 2020, and I've continued to see them. I didn't just shun them. I was like, no, yeah. I'm back out. <laughs> um, I don't know. The play that I'm doing is really good. Um, uh, The one that I wrote. I'm really proud of it. We're a third of the way sold out. So anybody wants to get tickets, www.webstersglasgow.com, 21st of April. Um, hopefully by the time this is out, we'll be all sold out. Um, so that might have been redundant. This podcast absolutely mental i record this in my bedroom on a piece of shit imac and record and edit it <laughs> myself and somehow it's managed to get a bit of social traction and yeah, you have amazing guests on i had a look oh so. i have died like even like even my friends that come on and when they talk so eloquently i'm like i'm such a fan of you now Yay! Oh. and then when people like you come on and next week's episode that isn't out yet is Bart Johnson from High School Musical. Things oh like that. God. Like who I grew up watching and I had oh. Susan Nixon who created two pints of lager and a packet of crisps. The yeah. only interview she has done in like the past five years that happened on an odd chance that her agent had a new assistant that didn't know Susan Nixon didn't take media requests and sent my interview request to Susan Nixon. And Susan Nixon listened to an episode of my podcast and thought, yeah, he sounds all right. I'll do it. Oh my God, that's amazing. I've had so many things happen to me off chance and I've got to speak to some of my favorite people in the entire world and some of my heroes. It's like, what the fuck? It's only going to get better. The only way is that. I loved Howie. Well, I loved. I don't watch it anymore. (laughs) Um, Talking about getting better, my next question is, what are you looking forward to in 2022? Um, performing live gigs with my band and yes. doing more, more um, in-person castings. The self-taping my way through oh. lockdown was difficult. My poor friend Chris, I was calling on him every five minutes. <laughs> to like one time he left, we spent hours doing this thing and then he left and I realised we shot it in portrait and it all has to be in landscape and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> Come back. Him, I got him loads of wine. Yeah, I did, because he'd literally <laughs> just gone home. But 
Yeah, so um, the main thing will be for my band and doing gigs. And Getting back gigs. in real time and not virtual. Yeah, and, seeing people and, and yeah, and, and creating. It's hard to be creative. Sometimes it's good to be on your own and be creative, but I'm very collaborative and I, yeah. and I like to feed off people. I'm very on purposely, and I, this isn't a good thing to say as an actor, I'm purposely staying away from the theatre at the moment because... Yeah this play that I'm putting on in April is my directorial debut. It's my playwright debut. And I feel like if it, that's the first time I walk into the theatre after a pandemic, oh, that's going to make magic. it so much more special. Be magical. That's such a good idea. So I'm like, I don't I, like, even though like my friends are doing things right now, I'm kind of yeah, like, I I, make it. <laughs> I, I, do you know how many times I've said, I'm really sorry. I've got a podcast and I can't reschedule it again. And I'm sat there with a bar of dairy. I can't have that excuse anymore. I've just outed myself. But yeah, that's what I'm excited for and to see where this piece of shit podcast goes. Uh, but where can everyone find you on social media? So um, I'm at Gemma McKenzie Brown on, on Instagram and at Gemma McKenzie Brown on TikTok, which I haven't done in so long. Like I had so much I'm fun not, doing TikTok. I'm just a TikTok funny. watcher. Oh, I've had so much fun doing them though. And then I ran out of ideas. So when it's not fun, when the fun stops, stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's my motto. And then Twitter, I'm Gemma McBrown because they don't want my full name. It's too many characters. <laughs> It'll all Demon. be in um, the description box underneath anyway. And remember, you can follow me out on everything. One word. Uh, w. No, that's the website. Um, <laughs> At Ingram Noble. Um, so yeah, I, I don't think I followed you. I think I looked the other night because I was looking for things. I think I forgot just press follow. So um, oh, well, I will I, I, follow, I me, follow you. Back. I'll follow you right off as soon as we come off of this. Um, I'm terrible for it though. I like like even my friends. I like scroll down and I'm like, I'm not following this person. I know I miss stuff all the time. Yeah, I do that. And when it goes, my, oh, I had it the other day with a friend saying about something on her post, and I went on and now I, it says follow back, and she was private, so I couldn't even look at the thing she was referencing. But I just forget. She's an old old friend of mine. I'm well annoyed, right? So I have followed an old friend of mine on Instagram who was private, so they've had to accept my follower request. They did not follow me back. So that takes effort as well. Yeah, like, they had to accept me, and they saw the follow button. I did. Don't worry. <laughs> who cares? I gave them half an hour to follow me back. Okay, you need more than half an hour. I know, because oh, no. they've already phone. They've accepted my... Oh, yeah, if I follow somebody that's not private, I'll oh, give no. them a couple of days. Give them a oh, couple no, of days. No, they're not on their phone. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, it, like I was, like, I got the notification. I was, like, waiting for the, the followed back to come through. Oh, it didn't come, dear. and I was saying to my friend, like, because he knows the person as well. So like, that's a shit move. Like, I'm actually quite annoyed. Unfollow. Especially your mate. Like, we grew up together. We were in the same class at primary school. We see each other all of the time. Mm, like, very rude. Was, like, oh. very rude. Hope he's listening to this. Hope you are. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you. Oh, Fuck you. When you always see my little sister and ask her where I am, because apparently we're great friends. Not oh. great enough to um, follow me back on Insta, though, are we? No. Doesn't miss you that much, huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very passive-aggressive of me there. Um, but thank you so much for coming on. And obviously, oh. it's really weird that we're recording this in October, but this is going to be our New Year episode. Happy oh. New Year! Happy when New Year! 22! We made it! We did. We, well, we might have. <laughs> What a great Christmas we had. Yes, oh, I've God, yeah. I've ate all of the pigs in blankets. Oh, my God. I've, ate, I've put so much weight on. We had mash with our rose. <laughs> <laughs> Been exiled from the family for putting mash on the Christmas rose. Honestly, I, oh, well. like, it tells me a lot about people that don't have mashed potato <laughs> on the Christmas roast. What do you put your gravy on? 
Oh, gosh. Okay, we'll leave it. We'll leave it. We're not going to see that tonight. <laughs> just like, that's the first episode back. Um, so if you tune in next week, me and Gemma will just be um, discussing the whole logistics and politics of what goes on a roast dinner. So make sure yes. to tune in um, because I'm sure we have dividing table. opinions because yes. nobody puts fucking mash on the roast. See what else we can fall out on. <laughs> nobody- <laughs> It really disturbs me. Like how oh, no. I, I also feel really sorry for everyone that doesn't do it. Like you are missing out. Well, I did have it last year. I did eat my mash alongside my roasties. So <laughs> I mean you don't have to apologize because my yeah, best so mate who is, you this Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> my best mate who is like gonna come over when we finish this podcast, he does not put gravy on his Sunday dinner. That's he doesn't like gravy. he doesn't like it because it he says it turns it into a swimming pool and like but everything just, just collides you, together. You can you can control the amount of gravy you put on. No? Can you tell how um, like emotionally mature we all are? Oh gosh. Oh, one of one of my good friends just had a baby. Um, big shout out to oh. Lee. Welcome to the world, Lance. Uh, oh. Lee and Sheldon, congratulations. And we went oh, down okay. to meet the baby today and we're like fully just sitting there and they're like, do you want to hold him? And I was like, not if I've got to pick him up. <laughs> <laughs> like you can put him in my arms but I don't want to pick oh. a baby up and the whole time I had him in my arms I was just thinking if I break this I can't get them another one. Oh, that's true that like is I can't true. just go back you're fine I love I'm at this age where I just love babies all my friends are having babies I will not have a baby anytime soon but <laughs> I'm just obsessed with all my friends babies they're just so lovely I'm just they're so lovely scared to of breaking half them an hour. I'm so scared no, of breaking them and then I'm they were sure saying he was only born two days ago. Oh, um, okay. And they were saying he hasn't cried yet. And my best mate was sitting across from me and went to say something. And I went, and he was like, why did you shush me? Like after we came out and I was like, because I didn't want the first time that baby cried to be while we were there. We did not <laughs> want that reputation. Especially if you set it off as well. And that's it. Doesn't cry. And we just for the start rest the baby for the rest <laughs> of its life. Like, we'll never see them ever again. <laughs> yeah. But we would not be friends anymore. No. Um, but I will let you get back to normal life. Thank you so much for coming oh, on, Genuinely. I've been such a fan of you for so long, and it's been so great to chat with you. It's been uh, really fun. Yeah. Welcome to the Drama School Dropout family. Yay. You are Thank you are you guest me. number 60. Oh, rounded up number. Rounded, love I love it. a nice rounded up number. number. Me too. <laughs> and, nice. um, yeah, so genuinely very excited. Um, and definitely going to have to make my way down to London for a little yeah, London. gig. London. Come, we'll go gig. to Greg's. Yes, and then a carvery. Break for the carvery. I don't know where we'll find the carvery, but we'll find. What did you do while you were in London? Well, I went for a Greg's and Greg's, and then I went home. It was a treat. Yeah, I had a sausage bean cheese melt when the rest of them were eating prep. Watch this woman steal all this stuff from Greg's. It was the real London experience. Uh, But now I'm happy to be back up north. Up now, <laughs> but thank you so much for coming on. Um, have a lovely, have a lovely night, a lovely, um, a lovely new year. Happy new year, blessings <laughs> to you and, and your happy family. New year to everyone that's listening out there, genuinely. Happy new year, guys. Yeah. New year, new year, yeah, always. New year, same old shit. <laughs> And there we have it, another episode of Drama School Dropout, episode 60 completed. No, 2021 completed. Thank you so much to Gemma for coming on the podcast and make sure to follow us both on social media, which you'll find down in the show notes below. And if you're feeling extra generous, please leave us a rating and a review on the podcast. It helps us out so much you don't even know and it's free, so why not? 
And remember, if you have a story for Stage Right or Stage Shite, please email us at dramaschooldropoutpod at gmail.com. I will be back again next week in 2022. What the fuck? Where has 2021 gone, guys? I genuinely can't believe it. I'll be back with a brand spanking new episode to start a brand spanking new year. And I'll be joined by the Disney Channel's favourite mum. So please make sure to come back next Tuesday. Have a great week. Happy New Year. Stay safe. Celebrate the best you can. I bloody love you. Drama school dropout. No graduation day for you. Drama school dropout. Fuck your whole course. Now try something new. Drama school dropout.